take up Elijah into heaven. Now, now this is a very serious scripture. When the Lord would take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went to Elisha from Gilgal. So Elijah went to Elisha. And Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, I beg you. For the Lord has sent me to Bethel. Bethel means house of God. And Elijah said unto him, As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. Yes, you are. I'm going to be honest with you. You don't see that covenant too much these days. You don't see that kind of covenant. You don't see that kind of loyalty these days. He said, as, as you live and as God lives, I'm not leaving. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha. And said unto him, knowest thou that the Lord will take away your master from thy head today? And he said, yeah, I know it. Hold your peace. I only want you to talk about it. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, stay here. I beg you. For the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elijah and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from your head today? And he said, Yeah, I know it. Hush your mouth. And Elijah said to him, Terry, stay here, I beg you. For the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. And they too went on. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. Now watch this. They were prophets. They were prophets. But they stood afar off. Did they know God? Yes. Did they serve God? Did they get a word from God? Yes. But they stood afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. 
And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters. And they were divided hither and thither so that they went to over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were going over that Elijah said to Elijah, Ask what I shall do for you before I'm taken away from you. And Elijah says to him, I beg you, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you. If you stay close to me. If you do not leave me. If you see me when I'm taken from you. It shall be so unto you. But if you're if not, it will not be so. It came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah saw it. And he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his clothes and rent them into pieces. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. And he went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and he hit the waters and said, where is the God of Elijah? And when he had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither and Elijah went over. Tonight I want to talk to you on our little time we have together on the calling of God. Amen. Lord Jesus, we bless you and we honor you. And we thank you for hearing. We thank you for your voice that still speaks. And we thank you in advance because we believe you're going to speak to each person who's here tonight. We thank you for mighty things that's going to be done in this room tonight. And we're going to bless you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I hear all the time this phrase, this is my calling. It's not your calling. It is God's calling. It is the calling of God. And the calling of God should be taken very seriously. The call of God should not be taken lightly. And every person in this room is called by God. We all might be called into different things. But we are all called by God. And I think the problem that so many people struggle with their Christian faith and even their Christian walk is that they have never embraced 
or try to seek after or receive the call of God. And every one of us are called. The Bible says in Romans chapter 11, verse number 29, for the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. In other words, once God calls you, God doesn't change his mind. God never changes his mind once he calls you. It doesn't matter how much you run from him, Jonah. God's not going to change his mind that he wants you to go preach to Nineveh. Now, you can go into a ship and you can sail, but I promise you, eventually God's got a fish for you. And God's not going to change his mind on what he's called you to do. And many times we got to realize that God has called all of us into different things and we have to embrace what God has called us to do. I, I believe the mother of Billy Graham had a high calling. Yeah. Yeah. People say, well, Billy Graham had a great calling. He did. I believe his mother had a great calling too because she was the one who raised him. I, I believe everyone, many people have a calling to minister to the Lord through song. Many by speaking. Many by poetry. Many have a calling of God to work with children. Many have a calling of God to work with teens. Many have a calling of God to work with men or with women. Many have a calling of God just to be a godly man and a role model for your own home. Many have a calling just to be a godly woman and a mother in your home. And when you fully realize that before there was ever a you, God had a calling before you ever got here. Yeah. We all would take the calling of God more seriously because he doesn't ever take back his gifting and he never takes back his calling. Amen. You would quit being a boy if you knew he called you to be a man. You would put away childish things if you knew God had called you to be a woman. I didn't come to play tonight. I came for somebody to get serious about the calling of God upon your life. If you knew God had called you to be a father, you'd quit acting like you was someone. And you would begin to invest in your children's lives. Many times we're so after trying to find out what God wants from me externally that I never look at what God wants from me internally in my own home. And who cares how many people I win to Jesus out there if I'm not even what God wants me to be in my own house. Amen. Because it's all the call of God. And while I might not be 
everyone's pastor. I know whose pastor I am. Yeah. I'm my family's pastor. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. And we must all take that calling serious because God does. That's why you're here. You're here because there was an assignment from God for you. You're here because there was a calling of God upon you. It's easy to turn away from foolishness when you know there's a higher calling. It's easy to say, I'm going to turn that down when I know that's going to take away from the calling God has placed upon my life. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, verse number 9, who has saved us, Christ, and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works. It's not your calling. It's his. So since it's his calling, it's not about my works. But according to his purpose and grace. So there's a purpose God has for me. He put me in that family for purpose. He gave me the kids for purpose. He put me in that community for purpose. Yeah. There's a calling. Watch this. He put me in the church for purpose. Right. Yeah. Fulfill the purpose God has put in you. And that's not what you want. That's what God's called you to do. I have found out what I want to do is never what God's called me to do. I want to sing. Come on, he's still my voice in the wilderness calling me out. But, 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 but at the same time, you wouldn't be here tonight if I was doing a concert. Well, I'll pass her yeah. Actually doing the concert, uh, take on next week. There are things that I want to do, but that's not necessarily what God's called me to do. It's not what God has equipped me to do. And you've got to be okay with just saying, God, I'm willing to do what you've called me to do. Which was in given in Christ Jesus before the world ever began. How amazing is that? That the, before the world ever began, God put his purpose and calling for my life in him. That tells me I'll never understand my purpose and I'll never understand my calling outside of Jesus. The only way I'm going to understand the calling of God and the purpose for my life is to find Jesus. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1, verse number 5, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. How amazing is that? That before you were ever formed in the belly, God said, I already knew who you were. Before your mama ever met your daddy, I knew you. Before your grandpa ever kissed your grandma under the maple tree, God said, I already knew who you were. I lined up everything for you to be here. I lined up everything in life for you to have what you have right now. Because I've got a calling. And it's holy. And it's a high calling. And though it may be low to others, it's high to God. 
if they called you and told you to take over as CEO of a Fortune 500 company and they will pay you millions of dollars, if it's outside of the calling of God, it's a demotion. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's good. That's how important the call of God is. A person does not push the call of God. Yeah. The call of God pushes them. A person does not drive the call of God. The call of God drives them. This is not, the call of God is not about your feelings. No. And not about how you're feeling today. The call of God drives you. It pushes you to the point. God don't need you pushing the call. That's your effort. And if you have to push yourself to do what God called you to do, you're not called to do it. If you're called to pray, He'll wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning and you'll be praying. You don't have to make yourself pray. You are driven to pray. Nobody has to beg you to take care of your family. Your family pushes you. Nobody has to beg you to have a Christian business when you know you have been called to own and operate a Christian business that pushes you so you say no to the shortcuts to maintain your Christian business when you're called to be a man of God you say no to the things that calls you to cease from being a man of God. When you're called to be a daddy and a husband and a mama and a wife, you say no to things. And it's not a burden because the call pushes you to do it. You don't even want to do it. I'm trying to help you right now. Well, if you're cold, you don't ever think about quitting. Lies? <laughs> Come on, if, if I push the call, I'd have quit. The call pushes you. You can't help but to. I ain't showing up to church no more. Wednesday night, turn in your Bibles. <laughs> times of wanting to give up, in times of wanting to quit, in times of wanting to stop, yeah. in times you can't. Yes, you can't. It keeps pushing. Mm. It keeps driving. Yeah. 
trying to help somebody. To realizing that that stuff you always got to keep jump starting to go, that ain't what you're called to do. Where you're called at is the thing that drives you in life. You ain't never got to jump start it. It's just pushing. It's why you wake up in the morning. It's why you go to bed at night. It's what causes you to stay tired all day. That's what you're called to do. Quit wanting to do everything else. I know it looks good, but you ain't driven to that. You're eventually going to have a breakdown. Do what you're driven to do. Amen. Amen. Matthew 22, verse number 14. I'm moving quickly. For many are called, but few are chosen. What's the difference between the called and the chosen? Here's what it means. Every one of you are called. Yeah. But the chosen ones are the ones that say yes. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah. In other words, God's saying everybody I call is not going to say yes. There are some people who's going to run. There are some people who are not going to rise up. There are some people that's going to say, I don't care what happens. I'm not going to do what God's called me to do. Although Jesus called his disciples, he then says, I chose them. In other words, we really have no clue how many he called. We just know that 12 said yes. Jesus calls everybody to repentance. But there's only a few that says yes. And in saying that, I want to tell you all. I don't care what you have done. It doesn't erase the calling of God. You're still called tonight. Tonight, you're called. Say God, I want to do what you've called me to do. Well, Pastor John, God will never ask me to do what I don't have the ability to do. Lies. Well, I, I I would be a good dad, but God didn't call me to be a good dad. I don't have the ability to lie. I don't have the ability to be a good mom. Lies. I don't have the ability to go witness to my friends. Lies. I don't have the ability. I've tried to be a have a Christian business, and I don't have the ability to run one. Lies. God always asks you to do what you can. So all these little quotes that people post on Facebook, it's cute, but it's lies. Because God tells dead men to live. God tells blind men to see. God tells deaf men to hear. God tells lame men to walk. 
God always asks you to do what you feel you can't do. Yes. And that's how you know it's the call of God. Because yeah. if I could do it without his call, why would I need God to call me to it? Yeah. Right. Come on, you ask a mom in this room right now how many times you thought about giving up. How many times you said, I just ain't gonna worry about him no more. <laughs> that lasts a minute and 22 seconds. <laughs> right? I'm just gonna let him be. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna worry about him no more. If that's how they wanna be, I'm gonna let him be it. Two minutes and 47 seconds. I'm just going to call the on my number. All the mom have said amen. Because it drives you. Yes, yes it does. It's what you were born to be. Amen. I can't do it no more. That was 14 years ago. <laughs> and you're still doing it. And now the only difference is you look back on it and say, I didn't want to do it on my own. But there was a higher power yes. that called me to stay yes. when I wanted to give it. Amen. It's a holy calling. It's a high calling. I wish I'd have thought about this scripture and decided I had it put up there, but I didn't. The Philippians chapter number three says, Brother, forgetting those things that are behind you, reaching forward to the things that are before you, yes. I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. Because any time God calls you, it's higher than where you are. God equips who he calls. He equips. I finally got this revelation one day. Maybe it'll get into your spirit. Anthony, what I did was I realized I've got to quit trying to make people do what they're not equipped to do. Sometimes I can want you to have the calling when you don't even have it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And I'm guilty. Yeah. Teresa, don't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't have to make somebody do what they're equipped. God has equipped them to do. Yeah. That's right. Amen.
trying to tell each and every one of you, you've got giftings and callings and talents, and, and you use it for yourself and you use it for the world. Do you realize you could also use it for God? Those same giftings and talents that you've got, do you realize you could still use those for God? Matter of fact, he never gifted me, Jerry, for me to make a living. He gifted me so that I would use it for him. But I am so busy using my gifting to empower me that I never get around to doing what he called me to do because I'm so self-absorbed. And it's not my fault, it's the culture to which I was born into that told me if I was an artist, draw for the world. That if I was a writer, write for the world. That if I was a singer, sing for the world. That if I was a musician, play for the world. That if I was a leader, lead for the world. Make you a lot of money doing it. And God is saying, I equip you first for the kingdom of God. Yeah. 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 Isaiah 6, verse number 8. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here am I. Send me. Today God is saying, who's going to do what I've asked you to do? And there needs to be some people who rise up and say, here I am. You've been looking. You found me. I'm here. Let me be the one. If you want to bless others, here I am. Let me be the one to do it. If you want someone to pray, here I am. Let me be the one to do it. Come on, I'm about to help you. Because anytime you do something for God, that God always brings it back to your life. The disciple went to Jesus one day in Mark chapter number 10 and said, I've left everything to follow you. And Jesus said, you haven't left nothing to follow me. No man has left houses, families, cattle, lands for my sake that I will give you back now a hundredfold. God calls us, God's called many of you to be an encourager. I'm about to get specific now. God's called many of you just to be an encourager to somebody. And you keep fighting. And then wonder why you all the time depressed. Because he called you to encourage. It's your encouragement to others that's going to encourage you. Come on, I'm, woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. Y'all staring at me. You don't intimidate me. 
<laughs> but I just got to tell some of you, some of you, God's called you to be a giver. You're so busy looking to take from everybody that you never have enough. Keep on fighting. Yeah. Jonah. Yeah. Keep fighting, Jonah. Some of you are called to love. And then God sends hateful people into your life. Yeah. Yeah. And then you turn around and wonder why there's so much hate around you. Yeah. Jonah, when are you gonna stop running? Don't know when you will stop fighting. God called Elisha to Elisha. Sometimes, I know you don't want to hear this in this modern 2019. Because I know all of you think you get words from God by yourself. You just ate too much pizza last night. <laughs> it don't even line up with the Bible. But yeah, you got a word. Sometimes God calls you to a person. That's true. God calls you to a ministry. I know you don't want to hear this. God calls you to a man of God. God called Timothy to Paul. God called the disciples to Jesus. God called John Mark to Paul. God called Joshua to Moses. He called Elisha to Elisha. Elisha knew he was about to get caught up to a whirlwind. And Elisha looks back at the one who was called to him and said, you stay here. Stay here. Don't serve me any longer. I don't want you to serve me. You stay here, I'm going. And Elisha says, forget that. <laughs> I know what God's called me to do. I'm not stopping it, even with what's calling me, he's asking me to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about honor now. Just stop it. No, 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 I can't stop. Because God didn't call me to stop it. God called me to it. Baby, yeah. listen. I got a word for you, and I'm trying to help you. Yeah. It's time for you to start growing up. 
Come on, you gonna stop coming to church because you didn't get your way? Well, if I can't do this in church, I ain't doing it no more. You ain't called then. Why would you even do it anymore anyway? You're not called. I'm going with you. I ain't stopping. Goes to the next city. Could you please stay here? I'm not leaving you. Yes, sir. I'm not leaving. Goes to the next city. Everybody's telling him. He's going to die. You're going to look stupid. You're going to be all by yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself first. Don't worry about what, what all this other stuff. And Elijah said, shut your mouth. I know what God's called me to do. And I'm not going to stop doing it until something happens where he does go. So he goes to the next city. And Elijah says, stay here. And he says, no. There's all these other people that knew Elijah too. They were prophets. But they stood on this side of Jordan. But only one got a double portion. Elijah said, hey, tell me what you want. And it's crazy. Because see, this is what you don't get. Maria and Jerry, we're talking about spiritual maturity right now. This is what immature Christians don't get. Here's what we're going to find out whether you're mature or immature right now. Because immature Christians don't get that when God asks you what you want, don't throw out a Santa Claus list. said, what do you want? And he said, I want double what you got. You mean you didn't ask for a Mercedes? No. You didn't you mean you don't you're not asking for a six-figure income? No. You mean you're not asking for the boat? No. You're not asking, you, you mean to tell me you're not asking for the better job? No. You're wanting a double portion of what I got? Elijah looks at him and says, if you see me taken up from heaven, what's on me is going to fall on you double. See, when you know you're called to it, God will give you double. Elijah's taken up from heaven, the mantle falls. He's going back over Jordan. He hits the water. Boom. You study the life of Elisha. Elisha did double the miracles of Elijah. Double. This is my calling. This is what God's called me to do. And I came to the sanctuary. What about what God's telling me? Hey, everybody's not the head, man. That's right. That's right. It's Halloween. So let's just be honest. 
two heads is a freak. Six heads is a monster. And that's what kind of church you want. A church that's a monster. A church that's a freak. Then stop fighting it. Serve where God told you to serve. Be called to what God told you to be called to. And do it with excellence. Be the mama he called you to be. And the daddy he called you to be. And the man and the woman he called you to be. Be the usher he called you to be. Serve the youth how he told you to serve. Get in the praise team like he told you to do it. Work with the children how he told it. But quit being in rebellion. What? Because rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Some of you are wondering why all hell's breaking loose in your house. Because you ain't gonna let the devil knock on your door and walk in and wreck havoc. But you'll sit there and watch your husband and wife live in rebellion towards God. And you say nothing thinking you're being submissive. You've submitted to the devil. That's right. That's right. Yes. You haven't submitted to God. That's right. That's right. Can you handle this one? Yes. Yes, good work. Tonight, God is calling every one of you. Yeah. You got to stop fighting. Yeah. Some of you are wishing you would be called to more. You're not. So stop fighting. Yeah. I am called to more. Who told you? Yeah. Who told you that? God. Really? <laughs> really? God, God told you you were called for that? God went. When? When did God tell you that? Oh, you're going to go and get scripture, right? Was Jesus God? Yeah. 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 He was all man, all God? Yeah. And one day he got to the river called Jordan. Maria, no, the man named John the Baptist baptized him. And he looks up and he sees Jesus and he points. Says, Behold, yeah. the Lamb of God yeah. that takes away the sin of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus left that baptism river, goes in the wilderness for 40 days, and comes back and goes to church on Sunday. Yeah. And says, The Spirit of God is upon me, yes. for he hath anointed me to preach the gospel yes. to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, yes. to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. Yes. When did Jesus' ministry start? When John the Baptist acknowledged his earthly calling yeah. upon the earth. Yeah. Who's acknowledged what you say he's called you to do for God? Come on.
come on, you want to do it. Just do what he's called you to do. Yeah. I want to have T.D. James Church. That would be awesome. That would be awesome if Creflo Dollar called Maria and said, Hey, I'm leaving. Do you want to take over my church? Yeah, thank you. But guess what? He ain't. So I got to I got to quit saying this is what I'm called to do. Hey, I'm not. You know what I'm called to do? So just do it. Some of y'all gonna remember this. I know I'm going too long, but but listen, some of you gonna remember this. You don't even ask me, but some of y'all will. Bruce <laughs> will. You'll remember this. I stood up in church one time. It was at a Christmas party, and I stood up and said, "I just want to let everybody know I'm moving to Charlotte." Were y'all here when I did that? You were here, Dale, when I did that. I just want to let y'all know I'm moving to Charlotte. Lindy was here when I did it. I won't tell everybody I'm moving to Charlotte. We're going to still keep the sanctuary. But I'm moving to Charlotte. I'm going to start another sanctuary in Charlotte. Take everybody off. Everybody got ticked off. You want me to tell you why I wanted to, why I said that? Because I wanted to move back to Charlotte. I got home. That night, I got home, laid down. Lord said, you know I ain't calling you to Charlotte. <laughs> now you just stood up and made a fool of yourself from the old church. And I promise you for the next three months, I had to answer so many questions. So when you move to Charlotte, so what's going on? So who's going to be our pastor? And finally one day I just had to say, listen, I spoke out of turn, man. They called me to know Charlotte. I'm supposed to be right here. I wanted it. I weren't called to be faithful to what God has called you to. It's a holy thing. Your family is holy to God. Your marriage is holy to God. Yeah. What he's asked you to do in the community is holy. Yeah. It's high. Do what he's called you to do. Yeah. You're going to find your purpose. You're going to find your peace. You're going to find your contentment. Just do what he's called you to do. Quit fighting. When I'm talking, I don't know who you are. I'm talking to a couple right now in here. I just hear it by the Spirit of God. Come on, quit fighting each other. Yeah. You're called to each other. Yeah. Do what you're both called to do. Yeah. I'm not going to go into detail, but 
but I was hurt. I've been hurt for about four or five years by somebody. Two days ago, they called me and said, I'm sorry. I hung up the phone, Maria. And I said, that you're one sorrow. Sorry. Don't make up for all of this. somebody in this room that's going to go off in your spirit right when I say it. And I don't care when I say it if you're a man or woman. There's somebody in this room that's called to preach the gospel. Stop fighting. Stop it. Stop running, John, and nothing's going right. Stop it. Do what he's called you. Listen, Mama. Hey, Mama, I know you want to be 23 again. I know, I know you do. I know you missed out. I don't know who it's for, but I know you missed out having kids early on. You missed a lot of the experiences. But you're not 23 no more. And now you do got kids. You got a calling. Quit fighting it. Come on, daddies. Come on, daddies. I don't care how bad the mama did you wrong. You got a calling. Come on, men and women of God. Rise up. Rise up and be what God's called you to be in the house of God, in the community, at your workplace. It's a serious calling. When am I going to be done with the call? You're not. Good news. You're not. Come on, there's some people in here can tell you their kid's 40 years old and they still feel called to be a mom and a daddy. The calling don't stop. God doesn't change his mind. Quit changing yours. 
if you're in here and you say, I know I'm called, I'm ready to receive the call. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. I don't care where you're called. It can be as insignificant to you or as great, but I know I'm called. Nobody's looking around. If that's you, just raise your hand to God and say, I know I'm called. I don't care if it's whether it's just to be a mom and a dad. I know I'm called. I don't care if it's something as just simple as what you think is just natural. I know I'm called somewhere. I know I'm called. Now, I dare you right now just to say, Lord, I'm gonna say, I say yes to you. I say yes to your call. I say yes to your will. I say yes to your way. I say yes. If you're in this room, I want you to hear me. So you hear me really good. I'm not sure what my ultimate purpose is in life. But I want God to reveal that to me. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right now. I don't know what my ultimate purpose is, but I do want God to reveal that to me. Raise your hand. Okay. Now to probably the 70% of you who did raise your hand, I want to tell you this. The thing that drives you without you driving it. The thing that drives you with God, the thing that drives you in life, the thing that drives you, that's what God called you to. It wakes you up in the morning. It pushes you throughout the day. church who are great people. They got a great purpose. But Lord, I'll be honest, they're out of order. And I pray that you will start convicting their heart in the areas of their life that is out of order. It's sabotaging their home life. It's sabotaging their workplace. They're out of order. And I know it. I know it because I know your word. God, you've got such a great calling and a sight. Put us back in order. Put every man back in the home. Put every woman back in the home. Put the men and women of God back in your house.
the call to be the missionary you called him to be. 